Does Utah need Cam Rising to play to beat Cal? And will the Utah offense get on track against the Golden Bears? We're talking about it on today's Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone and thank you for making locked on you your first listen every single day we are available on all platforms including youtube and wherever you may get your podcast today's episode of locked on Utes is brought to you by jace medical you can empower yourself when you purchase a jace case provide you it provides you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections you can get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com my name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. If this is your first time joining our show, make sure you guys like and subscribe. We are fourth and four, basically, away from uh, 2,000 subscribers. So if you guys haven't yet, uh, like I said, would appreciate that as we're right on the doorstep of uh, of that milestone, which will be uh, be cool to reach reach that mark. Pretty genuinely, as I say all the time, I really appreciate those of you who consistently support our show every single day. Uh, truly means so much to me. And uh, one of my favorite memories of this year was going to uh, the Utah game against UCLA and just running into so many people and having people coming up to me saying like, oh, hey, I listen every day, stuff like that. Like that kind of stuff makes my day. So I uh, seriously appreciate you guys. But let's dive into the real reason you guys clicked on this episode to hear me talk about the Utah football team and of course, the injury revolving Cam Rising. We dove into that heavily yesterday, but let's talk about if Cam play, does Utah need Cam to beat Cal? The answer to that is no. I, there's still part of me that thinks there's a chance that Cam might play this week. It's not likely, especially based on the medical reports. I, if I had, like was like had to put money on it, we're not, I'm not really talking about. It. I'm actually not even. Get, I'm gonna pull that back. Like if just if I something in me tells me Cam's gonna play, but if I had to give like an honest answer, like just what is gonna happen, I would say Cam Rising probably isn't gonna play. And guess what? I still think Utah's gonna win. I like their matchup against this Cal team. I talked about on yesterday's episode. One of the best defenses, not in the Pac-12, but in the country, this Utah defense should have a lot of success against the Golden Bears. And when I watch their game film against the best teams they've played, Oregon State and Washington, I, I feel the same way. I think the about the offense getting back on track. I think this Utah offense absolutely can here, even without Cam Rising. With Cam Rising, this would be a great game if Cam was able to come back, like kind of a tune-up game. I don't. If Utah does what they need to do, Cam should not be in the final three minutes of the fourth quarter if he were to play. And even like a Nate Johnson might still be in, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if he was seated at this point, if Utah is able to have success offensively, because I think there's a chance they can. I like their, some of these matchups against Cal. Let's just in general, before we dive into the Utah offense and why I think with a Nate Johnson at the helm, this offense could still be successful on Saturday. And I think will be successful. Let's just talk about what Cal's done so far this season. First of all, they gave up 21 points to North Texas. Yes, they won the game, but that's North Texas is not very good this year, and uh, they even let a team like Abilene Christian hang around with them. That's not trying to be a shot at Abilene Christian. Actually, shout out to my friend Rafiti, who uh, actually plays at Abilene. Uh, but then even like a team against Auburn, right? Like, yes, that turned into a defensive grudge match, but Auburn scored 14 on them. We know they don't have the world's greatest offense, but that was probably a decent – that was a decent defensive performance by the Cal Golden Bears. They let Idaho score 17. Shout out Big Sky, but is an FCS opponent. And then the bludgeoning with Washington. They lost 59-32. to they did beat Arizona State, but they still at Arizona State score over 20. That's a team that Utah um, will should have success against offensively because I don't think they're I don't think Arizona State's offense is a, full of world beaters. And uh, 
as for the Oregon State game, 52 to 40. So they let the two best teams they've played, the two teams ranked inside the top 20, score over 50 against them. Utah is not one of the best offenses in college football, but they are a top 20 team for a reason. Their defense is really good and they find ways to win. That's what they have so far this season. In some ways, it feels like, doesn't it feel like the sky is falling with Utah football a little bit just because of the injuries and, you know, that lost Oregon State didn't look good? Like, but it, everything that Utah wanted to accomplish is still on the table. I, for those of you who listen to me, you know, I actually predicted Utah to lose to Oregon State, even with Cam Healthy, because I just thought that was going to be a really tough game. So I, I, I'm not, it's not doom and gloom for this Utah team. Yes, if Cam Rising does not come back, and even if he doesn't come back this week, which, like we said, probably not going to happen. Um, yes, they're not more than likely not going to lose. They're more than likely going to lose to the USC, the Oregon, the Washingtons, the world, because I just don't know if they can keep off offensively, but that hasn't happened yet. So I don't think it's time to panic yet because once again, Utah is still a really good football team as of right now, sitting at four and one currently, and they should be five and one after this game. I truly believe that. I really like some of the matchups for Utah in this game. I think they should be able to establish the ground game, even with Cal packing the box. I still think Utah will have success. And I think this two weeks period, Andy Ludwig sitting down with Nate Johnson, I think they will be able to come up with and craft a game plan that really suits Nate best, allowing him to use his legs and get on the move to throw passes too, because I think that's where he's the best. I just don't love him as a, he's not a pure pocket passer. We we saw them try to make him that against Oregon State. And the Oregon State defense, in the Oregon State game in general, it's a lot tougher to go on the road to the top 15 than play a team like Cal, whose defense has gotten shredded a couple times. Utah is not going to score 50 against Cal. But I do believe they can score over 30. I don't know if I'm going to predict that yet, but this is definitely a game Utah should get over 20. And when you just look at Cal's defensive struggles, I think they they struggle to get pressure on quarterbacks. That's been a huge theme so far this year. So hopefully the offensive line who's also had you know this two-week stretch to get right and try to figure out and fix their issues they've had in blitz pickup and just in general in pass protection at times getting beat one-on-one even. So you look at that, you can create holes in the running game you should be able to. You have receivers and tight ends who should be able to win wherever they're lining up at. And uh, even linebackers, who I think are solid and going to make some plays, but Utah should be able to break out of those tackles too at times because they have talented backs like a Jalen Glover, like a Jaquindon Jackson. We don't know where Utah stacks up injury bug-wise right now, but we do know this Utah team is supposed to, uh, not supposed to, could potentially be getting some of their players back. So that's something to keep in mind when evaluating this game too. But I just, I really don't think Utah needs Cam, needs Cam to win this one. Once again, when I turn on the tape, I see a Cal defense that allowed DJU to throw for over 275 yards. And when you're also talking about, I apologize for that, by the way, uh, allowed him to throw for, and rush for 200 yards to Oregon State. So the Cal defense has been rough at times. Like I said, giving up 50 points, that's something that, this Utah offense is not capable of scoring 50 points, but they are capable of moving the ball with a game plan designed to really strengthen Nate Johnson using play action, allowing him to use his feet, allowing him to run the ball. They just got, I know they're worried about him fumbling, but the best version of Nate Johnson is letting Nate be Nate. And that involves him using his legs and being involved in the quarterback designed run game. So I really hope they allow him to do that. Hope they get him more throws on the move. And that's something that comes with, you get the play action game and, and the bootleg game and just all the, all that going when you really start establishing the run, then that's where you can get those rollouts and those fake handoffs that allow you to really take advantage of defenses. And that's what the other teams have done. Utah will not be able to do it as at high of a rate, but they should have success doing it because I trust Andy Ludwig, as I mentioned, even though it's been a little bit of a struggle, that's where if this is a bye week game, that's where you come off this game and you have not come off the Oregon State game. You have a chance to sit back, evaluate everything, and get right. Nate Johnson has made plays for this Utah team this season. 
the run against Florida, the drive against Baylor, the Weber State game. Even. Yes, FCS opponent, as I mentioned, but still, is it like Nate has shown like he can complete those passes and throws at against various games this season. I'm just using it as an example of multiple games. So I, and he's shown he's better at home too. We've seen that even though he struggled against UCLA, but I think that UCLA defense is, is legit scary. I think that's a top 15 unit in college football that not a lot of people talk about that or, and they're going to start a little more with what they did to Washington state, of course, too. But yeah, I really think that this could be a get right game for the Utah offense, because I think every area of Utah's offense could have an advantage in this one. They should have an advantage based on what I saw on film. I think Utah, when you like offensive line versus their D line, running backs versus their linebackers, wide receivers versus their DBs. And maybe the one is like Nate Johnson against their safeties. But once again, like the game, it should not fall on Nate Johnson's shoulders. It should not be Nate Johnson, save the offense and a bunch of third and eights. That's Utah should be a lot in third manageables and hopefully a lot. They don't reach third down because they can get the ground game going and, have success through other avenues throughout this game. So I'm excited to see what Utah can do against Cal offensively. I think it's going to be a get right game for them. If Cam returns, that's great, but they don't need him because they have enough talent offensively to beat the Golden Bears this Saturday. An essential part to Utah beating Cal is going to be establishing the run. I'm going to be discussing why I think Utah will be able to establish the run against Cal in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about the friends and sponsor of today's show in Jace Medical. You guys know you can get a great offer with Jace Medical because the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes is to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves, their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from the online evaluation, the licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. So make sure you guys head over and get your Jace case right now. Also, I want to talk to you guys about one of the other sponsors of today's episode in UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids, they look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents, they don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Alrighty, coming back into this one, let's talk about the Utah run game, something that Kyle Whittingham was quoted at as saying that uh, the run game at the moment is it's not where they want it to be right now. They want to get it stronger. And he also said in the press conference says at the time he said it on Tuesday when I'm recording this episode on Tuesday night, um, he's in his final media availability of the week where he also did say they know who the starter is going to be, but not surprisingly, they're not going to reveal it because of the competitive advantage aspect, which I said, I've said there's some truth to that, especially right now, but um, because it's Nate preparing for Nate versus cam, but I, I feel like the little time that these teams do like just spend preparing for cam. It's like, okay, this is, it's pretty easy to be like, okay, we got to prepare more for, in my opinion, at least just like, yes, the game plan would be more extensive. If they were spending hours diving into cam rising film, but it, it just, it shouldn't make a difference in this game to me that much because I, once again, Utah's just more talented. So whether it's cam or Nate, yes, the offense will be different. One should be more run focused. The other is going to be a little bit more ha- pass heavy that Utah should have success. And 
And yes, Cal can do things slightly differently, but I just don't think it would change their, yes, it would change which quarterback they prepare for, but schematic wise, I think they would still be like, okay, we've played quarterbacks. who like to run more this year. And we've played quarterbacks. who like to throw more this year. Uh, this is what we like to do defensively. And they'd stick to that. That's, that's my opinion. I under, but I understand and get why coach Witt decides to operate the way he does. I think there is some validity to it, but how much is, is always the question. Um, when it comes to something like talking about how much it helps a team, because we won't know because we don't see what the other coaches, how they're going through their game plans throughout the week. So either way, let's talk about this run game. It's got to get going for Utah here soon, because whenever you have a backup quarterback out, this is the other thing that's funny. Like, I think that people who are so like ready to get rid of Nate Johnson, not get rid of, but like move on from Nate Johnson, the Bryson Barnes and everything. I think they would have said like, those guys start Utah has to run the ball. Well, right. I think everyone's been like, yeah, going to the season. And then Utah doesn't run the ball well. And then everyone's blasting the quarterbacks. And I've been critical of the quarterbacks too, but I'm not as critical as some people. I feel like I see where it's like, what was you, this was awful by Utah not to have better backup quarterbacks, which that once again, was never really an option. And I still think as backup quarterbacks, these guys serve their jobs. I just don't see a lot of backup quarterbacks succeeding against teams. And yes, one time the Arizona quarterback was able, or and he's been made a couple plays now. So yes, Arizona's one quarterback has done it a couple games, gotten close, but even he couldn't get him over the hump. And that's also against USC's defense. So that's where I'm like a little bit like, hey, good performance by him. Not trying to take anything away, but I'm also saying he's not throwing for 300 yards against Utah, right? That's where it's just hard to do that against top 15 teams. So talk about this run game. I do believe it's going to get on track for Utah. I think when you're talking about this Utah rushing attack, I think I like the matchups they have up front. I already talked about how Cal gave up over 200 yards rushing to Oregon State. Washington was able to run on every team they've played with who's been one of the best teams in college football or the two top 20 teams they've played and even some of the other teams with stout rushing attacks have had success. This is a game to me where if you're looking at what does Utah need to do to get the run game going, they need to execute together, not just individually. Yes, that obviously is part of it. Like, hey, you need to do your job, but because Utah is a zone-heavy team, those zone blocks, the tandem blocks, you have to work together with your teammate in order to have success reaching linebackers at the second level. You need a Keaton Bills and a Spencer Fano, probably the combination for Utah when it comes to zone blocking and just in general, like kind of their communication. It's hard because Spencer's a, a freshman, of course. Hasn't always been, just from what I've seen, execution hasn't always been outstanding on tape. So for those two guys being locked in sync, working up to the second level and wherever the linebacker, whoever comes off, they're able to drop down and take care of him. Same thing if it's Keaton Bills working with a Jaron Kump or a Johnny Maia, if he returns, you just got to be stout in those aspects. You got to get good push off the ball and block through the whistle and just be able to hold, maintain those blocks too. That's when it's not really a block through the whistle thing for Utah. I shouldn't have said that. It's more maintaining those blocks because that's something Utah has struggled to do. They've held them for maybe a second, but then they're able to get shed by the defensive tackles and they should have success against Cal. Like I said, whether it's kicking those defensive ends out or getting push on the defensive tackles up to the linebackers, I do believe the running game gets going. And I know we don't know if we're going to see a Jaquin and Jackson, but Jalen Glover has done a very good job this season for Utah. And I think he can provide a spark. And I think with the holes that Utah should be able to generate against Cal, I also believe Charlie Vincent should be in for a good game. I, if he had to play, I think that, Look, Vincent's not the best, one of the elite running backs in college football by any means. And he's he's kind of fits where he is as kind of that four-string running back coming into the season. That's kind of where I like him at. But he's a guy where if the offensive line is executing and getting a push, he will hit and find the hole. So that's something to keep in mind. And just while we're talking about the Utah running game, just so crushing to see that Chris Curry 
had a season ending injury. I, I believe that will probably put an end to his college career. I, I hope I'm wrong about that, but I just, based on his eligibility, I think that would time it out. So I uh, just hate to see it for Chris, a guy who worked so hard to get back, get an opportunity. And with the injuries in the running back room was probably going to get some more carries here as he continues to work his way back into shape. So, or just game game form, I should say, because he spent all offseason rehabbing. So uh, really hated to see that for Chris Curry. But getting back to the running game, yes, I do believe Utah will have success taking care of the defensive line of the Golden Bears, working it up to linebackers, and just creating holes. I think Utah is going to do a better job picking up chaoses, whether that's late um, shifts by the defensive line or just linebackers coming down. Even if Cal crowds the box, the issue for Utah has been even against teams that crowd the box. They're not even getting the two to three yards you usually get because that they're not executing against the defensive line or the linebackers right away. We're not even talking about the safety who's able to be the extra guy in the box. So that's where I'm curious to see how this uh, Utah team is going to do against Cal. And I do believe the running game is going to get back on track. I think Jim Harding has been working hard with this offensive line. I think Andy Ludwig has too. They'll have designed a game plan that best suits the Utah team, thus suiting the offensive line. And Jim Harding will have this offensive line group locked in. I think Fano's had two weeks to kind of uh, watch more film and all those kind of things, just get be able to look back and be like, okay, learning from this, learning from that. I, I think he's going to play his best football in the second half of the season. When you look back last year, Lander Barton played his best football in the second half of the season as a, as a true freshman year ago. Sioni Vaki came on strong in the second half of the season. I expect the exact same thing to happen with Spencer Fano, maybe not to as high of a level as a Lander Barton, but because it's just so hard to play as a true freshman as an offensive lineman, but I do believe he's going to be successful for this Utah football team. So I'm excited to see this offensive line come together. I think Satal Laumea is going to play really good football. I think Jaron Kumpf should improve a little at center, but if not, Johnny May will be back. Mocha Fisi, Bills, in Harding we trust. I say that all the time. So I, I think that, and I, I that's from Brian Brown, who used to host the show. He always said he always trusted Jim Harding and every time, and I even learned from him, like, hey, you watch Jim Harding and you would learn to trust him too because every year he gets this offensive line to come together. So excited to see the Utah offensive line really go out there and execute at a high level this Saturday. And speaking of this Saturday, we expect Nate Johnson to be the starting quarterback, and I do think it's going to go well. But if it doesn't go well, Cam Rising's out and Bryson Barnes is still out, then we could be ending Brandon Rose territory. And we got it confirmed from Coach Witt that Brandon Rose is back. I'm going to be talking about what I think we what it would mean if we see Brandon Rose, what he might look like in this game in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about another one of our sponsors of our show today in Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Entry. I love all of the quick games they have. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. You can do things like Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards passing, or rushing, excuse me, and once Saquon returns, since he's obviously hurt, uh, Patrick Mahomes throwing for more than two touchdowns, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. getting on track with 50 yards receiving, Josh Allen for more than two passing touchdowns, and so many more great things. So, with Prize Picks, you guys have a great opportunity to get in and earn some money. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, you can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All righty, closing this one out. Talking about Brandon Rose. Brandon Rose would have had a very good chance to be. I still think Bryson might have started just because of the experience and how things were trending. We had heard before Brandon even got hurt that Bryson was already gaining ground again on him because Bryson, or excuse me, because Brandon was turning it over a little bit in practice. Just ball security is a big thing with Coach Wood, obviously. It's the reason they were refusing to run Nate Johnson because he was fumbling, even though it's what Nate does best right now. 
So looking ahead then to if Brandon Rose enters this game, because if Nate is not executing or if Nate gets hurt, Brandon Rose probably is the backup quarterback. I think he's missed the last six or seven weeks, Coach Witt said, but he is a back. So if he goes in, I, I think Brandon should play decently. I think it's there's a reason there's practices before you go to games, right? Like Brandon Rose, for as good as he was in spring ball, has yet to play a college game. He's yet to go in, be thrown into the fire, have to deal with all the craziness, and he hasn't even had practice time to ramp up into it. So my expectations would not be very high for Brandon Rose. I think come even this time next year, there's a chance he will be the starting quarterback. Him, Nate, uh, Isaac Wilson is doing some crazy things right now at the high school level. So I do believe Isaac will have a chance to be in this race too. But like those three guys are the three I see contending for the starting quarterback spot. Brandon won it in the spring. You got to give him credit for it there. Now he just, we want to see him do it in a game. And if he gets the opportunity to do that, I think he'll do some nice things, but I just feel bad that he got all the practice time taken away. He would be looking a lot better. Obviously Brandon would, if he was playing in like, involved in this backup quarterback carousel he'd probably look a lot better with all that game experience under his belt than getting thrown into the fire for the first time coming off the injury having to do we don't i don't even know what the injury was we know he got hit hard so i don't know what the rehab and all that entailed or if it was a rehab or another type of thing he dealt with so yeah i just i don't think it's fair to have like high expectations for brandon rose like if he goes out there i hope he does great but if he goes out there and does not do well I don't think we can be like, oh, this guy, I can't believe there was all this hype about him in spring ball. It's like, no, 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 no. This has not been a fair shake for him with the injury. And he's going to have a chance to really make an impact on next year's team. And who knows, maybe after a few more weeks practicing, I have no idea how long he's been back for because Witt didn't disclose that. He just said that he is back and available, that maybe he can make an impact later in the season. But I just think expecting him to come in and like light Cal on fire, maybe he will late in the game. But I just, if it's like close and competitive early, I just, that's hard for me to see with how much time he's missed. It's just hard to get thrown out there into a live game like that. But it'll be interesting to see if Brandon Rose does see time. I hope Utah gets up big because I would love to see some late drives from Brandon Rose just to see him live in game action, uh, just to get more excited about it. The reason we got so excited about Nate Johnson was the little sample sizes we saw of him in 2022. I'd love to say the same thing about Brandon Rose if he gets in against Cal. Maybe if Utah's beaten on Arizona State. If they get some other big win, big leads in games, put Brandon Rose in and see what he can do. So be interesting to see how it all plays out this Saturday. And this Saturday, Utah football is officially back after their bye week when they take on the Cal Golden Bears. Spencer McLaughlin of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast will be joining me tomorrow to preview and break down the matchup a little bit more. We'll be diving into the storylines and what the keys to victory will be for Utah. We'll see you on tomorrow's Locked On Utes. Have a good one.